It's game day for the Charlotte Hornets, and I think now the roster is finally set. Now it is, with Ish Smith coming back. Anyways, we think so, and they're going to play the Atlanta Hawks. We'll give you a preview and what? one big thing on all of the Charlotte Hornets players today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. You see a jubilant Doug Branson wearing another shirt that he created on Tee Public. You can go find Ooh. his work, too, as well, on everyhornetsboxscore.com. Go ahead and show it off for the people, Doug. This one is a little bit like that small print sign in The Simpsons when Marge Simpson is... <laughs> protesting but go ahead doug tell us what the uh, t-shirt says uh it's a it's a t-shirt that's a take-up of a dave parker pittsburgh pirate uh pure 70s baseball player t-shirt it says if you hear any noise it's just me and the boys stanging which mm-hmm. is a take-up of the parker shirt that said if you hear any noise it's just me and the boys bopping so there you go t public right, so- you can get that and your more Thor t-shirt on T public and your text on his subtext and your Hornets content on his sub. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Sub, whatever the hell, every sub stack, man. Well, listen, Substack. the hustle, the hustle game is strong. There's a lot to cover with the Charlotte Hornets season. <laughs> uh, and there's been a lot that's been happening in this off season too. And so, you know, I've been working hard. No, there you go. All right. I'm not working as hard, but you can still check me out on radio 12 to 3 WFNZ every weekday where today I'm going to be working pretty hard. ACC tip off going to be talking to about eight ACC guests today. Wow, It's going to be crazy, especially with the Charlotte Hornets. And then I'll be hosting post game on uh, WFNZ after Hornets and Hawks are done. So check me out there. If you want to listen to the old radio, like grandpa used to do it, just go to 92.7 FM. Don't turn that dial. Don't do it. All right, so we lied yesterday when we said the final <laughs> roster was set. We didn't lie. And we lied basically within, I don't know, it was a couple of hours before it was proven to be a lie. When the Charlotte Hornets announced that they were bringing him back, Doug. They're bringing Ish Smith back. Wow. Now, yep, 14 years in the league, 14 years in the NBA, and he's played for the Hornets before. He played for us a couple of years ago. And now he's coming back after we had talked about this team needing some backcourt depth. Edmund Subner, who we didn't lie about. We said that he was probably on the roster temporarily. <laughs> well, not as temporary as we thought, but um, or maybe a little too temporary more so than we thought. But Edmund Sumner waved Ish Smith. He comes aboard. What do you make of the move? Uh, well, I said on on Sumner and and a couple of these unguaranteed deals, I said, you know, we don't know. They could be on the roster for weeks, months. You know, we just don't know. I did not say hours. I did not anticipate that it would only be a few more hours for Edmund Sumner. Uh, but I would say when I look at this move in a vacuum, uh, that it makes sense because Edmund Sumner didn't really show me anything in preseason that would justify – uh, using him, you, you know, in a in a backup point guard role, I, he was an insurance policy in my mind, and so they went out and got an insurance policy that gives them a little bit more playmaking, a, a little better trusted ball handling, somebody that has been uh, in in the Hornets organization before, and but played under Borrego, so I don't know if there's necessarily any familiarity with what Clifford's trying to do. I don't know that they get an advantage there. 
uh, but it's somebody that the organization knows and trusts. But he's he was also on the verge of retirement by his own words. Ish Smith uh, was on SiriusXM NBA right after the news broke from Shams. I, I don't know if if it was a uh, like a fake coincidence or a real coincidence that they had Ish Smith on on the show. And he said, you know, he was spelling out the word retirement and he was on R-E-T-I and then the Hornets called. Uh, so that's that's what you're getting. You're getting another insurance policy that probably I would be surprised if honestly, I would be surprised even tonight or, or you know, these next 10 games if he gets really any minutes it, unless there is an injury. I think they're going to depend more on Terry Rozier and, and some other players to do some ball handling duties. Well, we liked it, Smith. It seemed the approval rating was high when this news came across for the People Hornets fans. Ish we liked Smith. him. Strong feelings. Like I, you have to be careful because I again, I don't think Ishmith. I think Ishmith does bring some good qualities, but he is a player uh, that you know is was on the verge of retirement. So this isn't like a earth shattering move for the Charlotte Hornets. Oh yeah, like I'm not. <laughs> I hope that's not where I was going. It is not. It is not an earth-shattering move. But the, the, I'm just pointing out that the approval rating people loved when this news came across their timeline because Ish Smith, you do have the strong uh, feelings. He is from North Carolina. He did go to Wake Forest. He played high school basketball at Central Cabarrus. So the fact that he's here, and also I actually think he was just pretty good a couple of years ago. It doesn't mean that's going to happen again. But solid. At the back end of your rotation, emergency point guard minutes, Ish Smith was good a couple of years ago. So we'll see if he has any of that left in him, but we know that this is not the strong suit of the Charlotte Hornets team. And the fact that you got rid of Edmund Sumner for a grown-up in the locker room, we've asked for more leadership. The guy is great with Lamelo. Lamelo did talk about how much he, he liked Ish in the locker room. So I have no problem with this move, the fact that they made it, even if it is late, before the next day you have to play a regular season game. Yeah, I think it's important to note, though, that he's not going to really replace anything that they're going to lose for at least the next four weeks in Frank Nielakina. Now, Ish Smith, is, he provides effort on the defensive end, but he has significant limitations on what he can do there. I mean, he can, you know, provide a, a little bit of help up top, but, you know, the, the, the bigger, stronger, faster guys are going to get by him. And he doesn't have the length like Frank Nielakina offers you. He's not, as, as Steve Clifford said, one of the best pick-and-roll defenders in the league and one of the best defenders on the team like Frank Nielakina. So, you know, with Ish Smith, I think you are looking for pure playmaking, a little bit of shot-making here or there from inside the three-point arc, and, you know, so a guy that's going to at least pay attention on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, like rim pressure kick out is what I'm looking for from Ish yeah. Smith. And, and yeah. if he can get by his guy at this age, rim pressure kick out, create some space a little bit, make smart decisions. That's what you're looking for for the old guy. All right. we, we I think he'd be OK calling himself the old guy in the locker room. Um, so here we are trying to figure out the nine and ten man rotation. If Steve Clifford is going to deploy that. Who, who are nine and ten, Doug? It, does Ish Smith crack that ten man rotation? Yeah, it's interesting to kind of take a look at the names that are going to be available to him as as he puts together his ro roster here, his rotation for Game One. Uh, and here are the four names that I that I feel like are available now. Bryce McGowan's is doubtful for this game, uh, so he may be available. You know, with the Hornets, doubtful can sometimes mean you're playing, and 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 probable means you're out. It can get a little flipped upside down, but I'm going to assume McGowan's is actually out with that ankle injury, won't play because if he's if he is available. I think he slots in as as nine. But here are your names. Ish Smith, who hasn't played for the organization under Clifford for a few years and literally just got here. You've got Leaky Black, who did not play a single preseason minute. 
that I can remember. Amari Bailey, who was the the end of the end of the bench and played a few preseason minutes, but when games absolutely didn't matter. And then you have Nick Smith Jr., who did get significant time in the preseason and showcased good shot making, but also some serious issues with passing and ball handling in general. So who are your? I'll, I'll kick it to you, Walker. First, who are yeah. your nine and ten of those of those two players? There's your depth issue, by the way. If you needed it illustrated, when we talk about, ooh, Hornets have a depth issue. He's, you know, Clifford's not going to go eight. I don't think he's going to go eight man rotation. I don't think he's going to kick it back to the '90s and play guys 37 minutes game one. So he's going to have to pick at least one of these guys to play, and maybe two. Yeah, I mean, so I'll throw Leaky Black out. There's just no evidence to suggest that they would go to Leaky Black, especially with some forward depth that they have. If you're trying to put him as a two, even then, I don't think you trust him enough. You didn't play him in the preseason. So I'll, I'll take Leaky Black out of there. Really, becomes to it comes down to Amari Bailey, Nick Smith, and Ish Smith. And Ish Smith. I'll go Ish, and then... I, I think I, I got to go Nick Smith Jr. I know Amari Bailey's interesting to me, Doug, because I think total he played 13 preseason minutes. And and when I made that comparison, Nick Smith Jr. played 13 or yeah, he played 11 compared to Amari Bailey's total 13 in just the one game. So mm-hmm. they clearly played with Nick Smith Jr. a lot more, but he's not the defensive guy that Amari Bailey is. So that one's tough. But if I had to choose, I'd go both of the Smiths. Give me Ish and give me uh, Nick Jr. Uh, I think what you said made a lot of sense. I think Nick Smith Jr. is, to me, almost a guarantee. Because if you look at the bottom of, of, the, of the rotation for the Hornets, it's, it's Nick Richards, it's JT Thor, it's Brandon Miller. That's your, that's your five, six, and seven. And I'm missing one other player. But I, but I think there's, there's plenty of defense among the players that are going to come off the bench already. And so when you're looking at nine, I think you can look at Nick Smith Jr. and say, yeah, give me a little bit more offensive punch there at the combo guard position. You can play him alongside Terry and LaMelo if you're worried about him sort of initiating the offense. Okay, so nine's taken care of. And I think, honestly, what I think is going to happen is that's where it's going to stop. I think he's going to play a nine-man rotation. I really don't see it dipping into 10. Uh, but if it does dip into 10... I'm actually going to go Leaky Black. And it's wow, because okay. I think it's the kind of thing that NBA teams do sometimes is when they're, they they just throw a guy out that doesn't play in the preseason when they've got to have a guy. And Leaky Black, I think, does give you a little bit of length and defense. We don't know about the shot making, but if you're talking about a guy who's only going to play a couple of minutes, it could just give you a little bit more length on the wing. I know Amari Bailey got the preseason minutes, but it just seems like the wild thing that a team would do is just like, all right, well, just throw Leaky out there because they've seen him in practice. It's not like he has just been sitting the bench in practice. They know what he can do. They just didn't give him a chance to showcase it in the preseason. But I just don't see Ishmith playing when he got here yesterday. I don't even know if he's here yet. (laughs) He might not even be here yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it would make it would be tough. I, veteran is why I'm rolling that way. It, it's it's yeah. not. Yeah, Steve Clifford is different than James Brego, so it's not even the same system. But they did bring him in. He does have some familiarity with these players. So Leaky Black, that'd be nuts to see. All right, let's uh, go to the next segment. We can give thoughts on all these players coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We'll go down the roster, Lamelo, Terry, all your favorites, and we'll give you something thirty seconds or less on every single one of those players. One big thing about each rotation player and maybe even each bench guy and even things that aren't players on the roster. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to get to coming up next 
on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. But first, I need to tell you about Prize Picks. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun a lot of people have had. Winning up to 25 times on your money this football season. You just select two or more players. You can pick more or less on their projected stats, and then you can place your entry. Testing your skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. It's that easy. It's really simple to play. Prize picks um, is really simple and easy. It can make your picks, and you can submit, submit excuse me, that entry in less than 60 seconds. They offer quick withdrawals. Easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types uh, that make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week on Prize Picks, you can select a ton of different props, whether it be a player prop in the NFL, whether it be a player prop in the NBA. There are so many different options to choose from. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You can go to, again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun playing this season for prize picks because there are so many different options and you can double triple win up to 25 times your money prize picks.com slash locked on NBA more locked on Hornets coming up next. All right, Doug, we don't have a ton of time because there's a lot of players and a lot of topics to get to here, but let's go down the list and let's, give the people one big thing to note to pay attention to that we're just dying to get off of our chest one big thing about each of these players and different hornets central topics lamella ball let's start there doug give us one big thing on lamella ball can his game evolve uh, can he become a better, more efficient player at the rim? Uh, can he get fouled more when he's driving, something that he was trying to work on two seasons ago? That's what I'll be watching in game one. It's what I'm going to be watching in every game this season. Can he evolve his game such that – and he, we know he's working on it, but can he evolve it such that he gets to that all-NBA level? Yeah, that's the same one for me. I can't be any different. It's Can you get to 25 points per game and really become an all-NBA a fringe player even if you're not going to be selected as a top 15 guy are we going to be having that debate at the end of the season so to me that looks like getting to 25 points per game looking better on defense but really it's just being an absolute explosion of an offensive player getting to the foul line more getting easier shots you're a good free throw shooter so that's going to help you different ways to try to get to 25 ppg that's what i want to see from lamello and we'll see if he can evolve that game that way. I'll give you oh, then I'll give you a slightly different one, which is can he stay healthy? He only played 36 well, games yeah. last year. He hurt his ankle four times, f- fractured it finally. They say he's 100% healthy. Also, lingering wrist injury is that finally 100% healed up? That'll be something to watch for Lamelo as well. Terry Rozier, all about is he more comfortable in in this role in his usual role, like the last couple of seasons, compared to what it was. Last year, the three-point shooting went down. Is the three-point shooting going to go up now that LaMelo hopefully can stay healthy, that you do have more help? Hopefully Gordon Hayward, hopefully Brandon Miller gets enough playing time to make an impact there as well. So just Terry going back to his role, will his shooting go up? Because it was the worst it's been since he's been a Charlotte Hornet. That's what I'm paying attention to this year. And it absolutely has to go up because this team does not feature a ton of three-point shooting, especially off the bench, where I think Terry will get some significant minutes in some kind of backup guard role as well, um, babysitter for the bench. 
babysitting the baby bees. So, yeah, he has to shoot better. I agree with you there. Uh, Terry Rozier, the one thing you need to know is that he was uh, in Charlotte early, way before training camp started, and Steve Clifford could not stop talking about how good Terry looked, how locked in he looked. And then he responded, Terry responded in preseason by putting up some some really good numbers. I thought he was the best looking Hornet in all of preseason, and they need that to carry over into game one. Brandon Miller from a vet to a rookie. What you got on Brandon Miller, Doug? Uh, Brandon Miller, can, can he shoot the ball? Uh, we think he can. Everybody says he can. We saw him do it in Alabama, uh, but he was one of 13 in the preseason. He struggled to shoot at times in summer league as well. So I'm just anxious to see him come in, get a few good catch-and-shoot opportunities where he's wide open, gets plenty of time to shoot it, and I need to see him knock it down. What's his volume going to look like? I'm fascinated by that. Is it, it How much playmaking is are we going to rely on him for? And how much of it is going to be all right, especially coming off of the bench. If there's not a lot of offensive talent coming off of the pine, then how much are you going to rely on Brandon Miller? And you know, when, when you look at, yeah. So how much volume is there going to be a monster difference in volume for Brandon off of the bench compared to when he goes into the starting lineup or plays with the starters, plays with LaMelo, Terry, Brandon as the three, Gordon's getting a rest, mm-hmm. PJ at the four. I want to see just how he's able to adapt into both different settings because quite the difference there coming off of the bench and playing with the better players on the roster. Next one on the list here, Doug, Nick Richards. I'll go first on this one. Is there any part to Nick Richards offensive game other than offensive rebounding and slamming at home? So that that's what I want to know is that you got the short corner jumper. He showed that against San Antonio, but really it's, is there any part to that that he yeah. develops his game? I'm I'm cool with it not being, by the way. Like, not everybody needs to become so much better offensively to help this team. You know, better defensive positioning, and then offensively, can he just continue to gobble up the offensive glass and then slam it home? If he does that, then money well spent on the little contract that it is. Uh, Nick Richards, he's hiding a three-point shot, and I know it, and he needs to be a better defensive rebounder. That's what you need there to do. There you go. All right, so next on the list, outside of Nick Richards, let's go to the other Nick. Lead us off here, Doug. Nick Smith Jr., another rookie. What do you make of his uh, season upcoming? He's a a dead-eye shooter, can get to his mid-range shot with ease, um, and is comfortable shooting. He's way less comfortable passing the basketball. There were opportunities for him. He he doesn't need to make stellar passes, but but his opportunities to make basic NBA-level passes, especially in transition where you would like him to lead breaks – he doesn't appear like he can do it at, at a steady clip. And so I think his, he's going to get minutes early by virtue of these injuries, but I think his ultimate destination for this season is Greensboro. Does he become the surprise guy off of the bench to allow you to have some offense? Maybe it's not in the first month. Maybe it's not the second, but at some point, can I, I don't know why a Bones Highland is someone that comes to mind for Denver. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. not even that Bones Highland is an amazing basketball player. They traded him early in his career for a reason because Bones was wanting to demand a trade or whatever. But off of the bench, he gave you 20 minutes, average 10 points. Not like he shot a crazy well from the field, but did shoot 36% from three on five attempts per game. Can Nick Smith Jr. be anywhere close to that realm in his rookie season? That That's something that's possible and would be fun to see develop in his first season in the NBA. Mark Williams, second season in the NBA, did not contribute really the first two months. Certainly did when he did enter the rotation. 
you know, I'll, I'll copy and paste really the expanding of the offensive game. But really, I'm man, is, is Mark Williams, is he going to flirt with top 10 center this year? Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to be in that neighborhood? Doug, I kind of take it for granted. I just go ahead. I'm just assuming he's going to go ahead and be a top half center in the league. Like, I just, I don't think it's going to be that hard of a question to answer. I, I feel very good about that. Can he get to top 10? That's where it gets a little dicey, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. The block shots are going to be there. The defense is going to be there. It's for the first time the Hornets have a center that can both defend the rim and you you trust him to make like hard hedges and and traps and different things. They, they can be more versatile defensively, especially up top. Uh, but the thing that I'm watching for is can he be more physical? Can he get a body on a body just like Nick Richards is going to be challenged all season long by Steve Clifford to be a better defensive rebounder? Not just with the freaky long arms, but, you know, putting his butt into somebody as well and knocking him out of the way. I'm going to go first on this one, too. The new City Edition Unis. He's <laughs> been taking a beat down. They've been taking a beat down. And Are I you ready? Are you going to zag? Are you zagging right here? People have to, I, the WFNZ listeners. They heard me yesterday. I don't hate them. Oh my god! Everybody, hates them. everybody is comparing them to the New Orleans Hornets unis, saying they're way too close, it's and that too close. represents a lot of pain. I view the New Orleans jersey as more of an aqua. I don't, I don't see it as this much. Is an here age. This is an this age jersey. thing. You don't feel the pain. I don't, I don't think you really feel the pain I like some there, of us that hey, were a little hey. bit more. I was definitely there for the pain. Yeah, I well. definitely remember. I just, I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. So, yeah, that's my take. Well, and relative to the rest of the NBA city uniforms, which are range it's from bad. horrible to uh, not as horrible, you know, I would put them as not as horrible. Uh, the, the Nike, they, there's too many jerseys. I'm going to go old man, get off my lawn here. Like too many jerseys. I'm done with it. I would just like to see them keep you know, the men's city, the black men's city jerseys, and they're home and away. And let's just be done with it. Mitch Kupchak, I'll let you go first on this one, Doug. It would be a great deck chair shuffler on the Titanic. That's it. Does he? We got to go quick. This is a lightning round, baby. We got to go quick. (laughs) <laughs> okay yes that that's what's happening quick. that's what's happening with the backup point guard position that's what happened with year for years with the center position mm-hmm. is just shuffling around deck chairs but the boat is sinking yeah um does he is he even on the boat after this season that's my question all right pj washington next one up doug what you got for pj <laughs> that just made me think that mitch kupchak with with some of these uh comments that he's making about philosophy shifts and competing now he is billy zane on the titanic going i have a child you can't let me sink. I have a child. That's what he's doing to the new owners right now. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? P.J. Washington. P.J., uh, you know, we saw his offensive game expand last season. What does he do when he goes back to the bench? That's something to watch for. He needs to be a better rebounder. That's what everybody keeps telling us from the team. That's what they're looking for from P.J. Washington. They need defensive rebounding from him as well. Does he just turn it up a notch even more so defensively now that he can really focus on it? I think PJ cares about that end of the floor. He's talked about it. I think he plays like it. So are you able to focus on that even more and buy into your role with LaMelo, Terry, Gordon, other players taking a little more care of the offensive end? So I'm excited about what PJ can do on that end. Eric Collins. What you got for Eric Collins here, Doug? That's all I got. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to. Uh, what, I'm, I'm going to be happy to hear you see it going again. 
Yeah. It, well, will he instantly make us or allow us to forget all of the off the court issues for two hours listening to happy Eric Collins? I want to hear Eric Collins bring joy into my life. Does Gordon Hayward bring joy into our life, Doug? Is that something that's possible this year? I think it could be, but we didn't get off on the best foot. He had a foot injury in the preseason that kept him out of two games. That's always going to be the thing with Gordon. Uh, what's his availability? And and they the Hornets need him to be available because him being available means that he could be tradable. If he's not available, he's not tradable in the final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. But taking all of that away, they also need him to be a more efficient offensive player than he has been the past couple of seasons, even when he has been available. Got to knock down the three and just generally has to put in uh, a few more buckets than he has over the previous seasons. Does Gordon Hayward have a reclamation season with Hornets fans and then you just ride off into the sunset? Is there one more year where you play, uh, I don't know, 60 games? It's not you're not out for a crazy prolonged amount of time. And then you if you miss a couple games, you come back soon afterwards and you actually help this team get to the postseason. You whether it be play in, then you go to the playoffs and then you leave and then everybody is okay. We end on a good note. Like, is is there some reputation salvaging here? One more season with the Charlotte Hornets. I think that's possible. So we'll see if it can indeed happen. Head coach, Doug, Steve Clifford, what you got for Steve? Coaching for his life. I mean, every and really, you know, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Kupchak GMing for his life. I mean, everybody's going to be evaluated. This early part of the season, I think, will will stick into the minds of the new ownership uh, of how they want to proceed moving forward. So Steve Clifford, uh, you know, has been in this position before and he doesn't have, uh, you know, his full deck of cards, uh, but you know, he'll be coaching for his life. All right. Speaking of reputation, Steve Clifford has talked about it and his reputation, not playing rookies, man, that'll be squandered this year. Brandon's going to play a lot. And Nick Smith jr. Might if, especially if you get, you know, we we saw Dwayne Bacon start his first ever game because of a Mm -hmm. Nick Batum injury. Mm -hmm. Does Nick Smith jr. Play in his first ever game, despite having the veterans that you have and an eight-man rotation already set, can Nick Smith Jr. sneak in there as another rookie that Steve Clifford decides to play? There's another player we haven't mentioned here, Doug. Of course, we got to mention the last one, your favorite, JT Thor. More! Thor. That's the dismount. I'm not going to add anything to that. We'll move on. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We tried it out with David Walker yesterday. We try it ourselves today. Bet the Buzz, the new segment coming up next, Locked on Hornets. We debuted the segment yesterday. I thought it went well. Doug gave us a little tease on some of the things to expect. And so now it's going to be the real thing. It was the real thing with David, but now it's the real, real thing with the season starting today against the Hawks, tip off later on tonight. So, Doug, why don't you go ahead and hit us with more Bet the Buzz and explain to the people how it works once more. We're going to bet the bus. This is a new game that we're previewing or or doing now, I guess. We are now in it in the regular season. We're going to do it all through the regular season. We are going to draw ping pong balls that will tell us how we are going to bet the buzz, how we are going to use FanDuel uh, to, to bet our way to success and success for some charities that we will be playing for this season. And the rules are really simple. You draw a ping pong ball out of the – Duffel, the duffel of doom here, a uh, Charlotte Hornets duffel bag that I got for a free giveaway many years ago. I've got some ping pong balls. They all have little numbers on them, and uh, the numbers will tell us what to do. So we are leaving it up uh, to the basketball gods to figure this out. The Atlanta Hawks are playing 
at the Charlotte Hornets. The odds have moved a little bit from yesterday. Now the Hawks are getting three and a half points. The Hornets are giving that up. Money line is at 166 for Atlanta, 140 for Charlotte. And the over-under is sitting at 236.5. Walker. These are all, by the way, according to FanDuel. Walker, are you ready to bet the bus? I am ready to bet the buzz. I can't reach that high of a note, I don't think. Maybe falsetto, but I am ready to bet the buzz even if I can't hit that. And I even, if you're watching um, or if you're listening and and you want to check it out on YouTube, I actually have an alternate camera shot here that will show us, that will reveal to us what Walker (laughs) is going to do. I'm rummaging, foraging, messing around, and I've got the ball. And it is drum roll. Okay. 21. Ooh, oh, KG. Boy. Who is 21 right now? Do you know? Current no, player? I'm full of numbers. Uh, who is number 21? It's JT Thor. And that means, oh, Walker, <laughs> you have acquired Thor's hammer. That oh, means you have to. Yeah, you've got to hammer the over or the under. So you are playing the okay. over under. You get a choice. You can hammer the over or you can be boring and hammer the under. And so, again, that number is 236.5 for Atlanta and Charlotte. Over. Under, no defense. Hammer. Yeah, I'm going with the over on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, over. that's what I'm talking Locked. about. Got to hammer that over. Love and it. I, All I right. It, it goes against I, – I don't think this should be the case in a season opener, but we know the Hawks don't play defense. We know the Hornets at least – at least for a little while, weren't playing defense. Now with Steve Clifford, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to take the over on this one, and uh, we'll see if the Hornets can do the heavy lifting. And just so you know, Walker, uh, that so all of the bets, by the way, are typically a dollar. Some of the bets require you to bet more than that, but most of the bets are just a dollar because we're playing with a $25 pool each. And so the, the bets are small, uh, but ultimately the money that goes to charity will be worthy of money that goes to charity. But – um, a dollar bet on the over for this game will win you 91 cents. You will be 91 cents closer to victory for the entire season. Sweet. So congratulations. Yeah. All right. Feeling okay, the here cash we go. Here's already. my selection. All righty. Got to really like mix these up. I want to make sure. There's one ball in here, by the way, I'll tell you. If we select it, it's bet all your money. It's called ball in. And the ball has the La France, not La France, as I thought it was. I tried to go Gastonia on it. It's La France, and uh, it has that logo on it. So if I pull that, (laughs) it's all all 25 big ones. Already. Going to go on the Hornets on game one. That would be pretty nuts. Here we go. Would love to see it. All right. JT Thor, move over. What is this ball coming up? It is one number more, 22. Right in You know what this is? Uh, was Wayne Ellington 22? No, sure? Brian Roberts was 22, but it's not that he was the deuces, but it's not Brian Roberts. This it's perfect. It's the perfect ball for me to draw on game one because 22, of course, was the number of our of our saint, Lord Byron Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> and that means I'm going to do a Lord Byron's parlay. And the rules on the parlay are that I have to draw from the mug again. The mug has okay. uh, two, three, four, or five in it. And I'm going to draw from the mug to figure out what, how many legs of the parlay I can take. Or, for ease, I could take the single game parlay 
that FanDuel offers. So let me do it. All right, not to change the game already, but for Lord Byron Mullins, can we have stash cash where you have to bet more than just $1 because the stash cash of Byron Mullins is, it calls for more than $1? I don't know. Uh, that's that's a that's idea. a great idea that could have been uh, levied at any point prior yeah. to airing this show. But uh, we'll I'll take yeah. it under consideration for next game. All right, thank you. That's all I ask. And the number is going to be a trash stash cash. A three, a three leg parlay. So if I want to take a three leg parlay, I'll do that. I'll do a three leg parlay. I'll go uh, Charlotte to win the game. I'll go over. Yeah. I'll take the over as well. And let me look at, let me go back. Is there to my, a prop? Uh, yeah, I was going to do a prop. Yeah, just for, for funsies. So let's go to, let's go to the FanDuel screen here as I figure out how to navigate all of this stuff. Let's see if I can get rid of the bet slip so that I can go back to this game. All right, okay, so here, LaMelo Ball. I'm going to go. First, I could do first basket. Lamelo balls plus six hundred. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to go full Charlotte on this. I'm going to go one. I'm going to go parlay here. Charlotte to win. Take the over and Lamelo ball scores the basket. It's a plus six hundred on on that bet. So I'll put that parlay together and let you know uh, how much money I stand to win. But there you go. Wow. Bet the buzz. That is. What do, you th- what do you think about my parlay? That that is. It's a parlay. It it is a parlay. Whoo, buddy. All right. Lamelo, I like a first basket parlay. We know immediately if you have a chance to win this thing or not. So love that. And that's for the entire game. That's not just for the Hornets, by the way. So that's Lamelo Ball scoring the first basket. Okay, I uh, think I can give it to you. Okay, so oh, if I hit this parlay, yeah, I win twenty two dollars yeah. and seventy cents. Yeah, Six hundred, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I but I think I think out. Hornets win the tip. It goes immediately. Look, if if anybody's going to score first basket, it's either going to be Lamelo Ball or Trey Young because those dudes are going to want to shoot, right? I mean, well, they you're going to take one of those guys, there, which I which of course is great. Uh, that would have been me. I would have gone PJ Washington. Okay, there you go. Bet the bus. It's already getting crazy, folks. Already. Already. 22 big ones. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure you check us out on YouTube now more than ever. Still listen to us on the Audible Medium, but also watch us on YouTube because we're doing some fun things with that website. Make sure your second listen is game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. The season's here. Now is absolutely the time as I try to get my center back up there we go checks out on youtube where i'm gonna have camera mistakes uh, make sure your second listen is game to game nba every moment every top result every top performance all the top stuff that only locked on can deliver follow them anywhere you get your podcast have a great rest of your day oh, hope you have a good time watching the charlotte hornets game tonight and then we'll be back to recap it all tomorrow you gotta bet the bus 